Ooh, guys, I am so nervous. Hey friends, my name is Laura Hernandez and I am your host on this new podcast that I am calling Restoring Happiness. Anyone who knows me knows that I'm an introvert through and through and because of that, I have always, and I mean always avoided public speaking or any conversation that's not via text or email. So I know my fellow introverts can relate. So never ever in my life did I imagine that I would be launching something that requires me to talk and talk and talk some more. So this is honestly really wild, but I just truly feel that this is something that I needed to do. I needed to tell my story and not just tell my story, but to tell my story in my own voice, to share what I've been through, to let you guys know that living life is so hard, but there's always hope on the other side. So a little background on who I am. I am a 38-year-old Mexican-American woman. I was born and raised in Houston, Texas. I was raised with apostolic and Pentecostal roots, so I grew up in a very conservative Christian home and even went to a Christian private school. I then transferred to public school in the 10th grade, and that's where I really started to get more of a sense of the real world and what was out there. I still considered myself to have lived a pretty sheltered life. Um, I believe that it was a pretty big blessing for me, but at the same time, it did make me really naive in a lot of situations. There are a lot of things that I never did growing up, mostly by choice, uh, but a lot of it was due to the fear of getting my behind whooped, if you will. I'm not even going to (laughs) lie. So I never smoked. I never even stepped foot in a nightclub. I know that's pretty crazy. A lot of people don't believe me when I tell them this. And I didn't even have my very first alcoholic drink until I was almost 30 years old. So I think that pretty much wraps up who I am in a nutshell. And another thing, I was also saving myself for marriage. Yes, I know. Now, I did not quite make it that far. I didn't make it to my wedding night, but I did make it to 27 years old. Pretty proud of that, but it's crazy, right? (laughs) So in a later episode, I'll definitely share more about how I ended up married to someone that I didn't have anything in common with and why I actually stayed in that marriage for three years, even though I was completely miserable. So I'm telling you guys, I have some stories (laughs) and I'm really, really excited to dive into all of that with you. With a shy and introverted personality that I've always had, I was also very, very, very insecure and literally had zero confidence in myself. So the private school that I went to during the most crucial time of my development as a young woman was a place that I believe fueled the isolation that I've experienced. And I think about why. It's honestly, it's no wonder. So let me just paint a quick picture for you. So the building was a warehouse looking type of building. And as you walk in, There is a small lobby area with the secretary's office off to the left and a set of stairs that go up to the second level. Upstairs was where my classroom was, and I was in this classroom, you guys, for five years. I'm not even kidding. Five years. So because it was a very small school, everyone that was in 6th to 12th grade, they were all in that same classroom 
it was actually set up to where everyone had their own personal desk and I sat facing a wall. I had a divider on each side of me and I always say that I feel like I was in a horse stable. I also did not learn in the traditional way that you're used to where you have a teacher at the front of the class, they're explaining things to you, you know, normal. (laughs) No, that's not what I went through. Everyone literally had their own workbooks for each subject. So we had like math, science, English, social studies, all that fun stuff. And it was all for your own grade level. And we even had workbooks for like the Old and New Testament for the Bible. I mean, you know, it was a Christian school after all. Um, So in addition to grading my own work, I tested on my own as well. So whenever I was done with the booklet, you know, we would do testing and make sure that we were ready to go on to the next one and so on and so on. So I could have easily, easily made it through the entire five years there without saying a single word to anyone. And it's so bizarre to think about, you know, like this is what I grew up in every single day. Um, So Like I said, I believe that that is a big reason of why I'm so used to being alone. I'm used to being more independent. I'm perfectly fine not speaking to people. And I know that that's not healthy. Like I know we were created for relationships. We were created for community, you know, all of that great stuff. It's still a work in progress. I'm not going to lie, but I am getting there. So moving on i have always 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 loved jesus and that is something that is never going to change a big part of that is thanks to my mom she is one of the strongest women that i know and it was actually so funny because when she found out that i was doing a podcast she called me and she's like you're not gonna talk about me are you (laughs) And I'm like, no, mom, don't worry. I'm not going to talk about you. But I think in reality, I do have to only because, I mean, she's my mom. She raised me. She raised me to love Jesus, but she also raised me to be a faithful churchgoer. And her story honestly inspires me so much. And I see so much faith in how she lived and how she loved, how she loved us, how she loved my dad, how she loved her family, even if... I didn't truly understand it back then. So my mom and dad actually got together when they were kids. It was pretty crazy to me that even though he didn't know any English and my mom knew no Spanish, somehow they fell in love. They were together for a long time. For seven years, they tried to have a family and they tried to get pregnant and they never could for some reason. My mom tells me that one day she ends up going to the small apostolic church that's down the street from where she lived, and that's where she gave her life to Jesus. My dad, on the other hand, did not feel the same way. He never converted or never, you know, was was a churchgoer, but she didn't care, and she continued to go on her own. She tells me that her prayer was that God would one day give her a child, As she started to grow in her relationship with God, so did her faith. One day, um, they end up praying for her, and she said it wasn't long after that that I came along. But she always tells me this story with just so much hope and so much love. She always tells me that I was a miracle that she had prayed for for so many years. God is just so good because not long after that, my brother came. He and I are a year apart. And then my sister was a few years after that. But I am just so thankful for my brother and my sister and my family. But I often think about why. 
why God decided that it was time for me to come into this world after seven years of them trying and trying to conceive and never being successful. And in those thoughts, God reminds me of this well-known scripture, and it's in Jeremiah 1.5, and it says, Before I formed you in the womb, I knew you. Before you were born, I set you apart. I appointed you as a prophet to the nations. And wow, that always gives me such hope that my life and all of the messy parts included are all for a greater purpose, even if I'm just completely confused by some of them sometimes. So what made me decide to do a podcast? And that's a great question. In all honesty, I have gone through one of the most difficult seasons of my entire life over the last year and a half. And some of you may already know, if you follow me on social media, I have shared a little bit of my story. Um, I went through this season of finding out that my husband was living a double life, pretty much our entire marriage. Ugh. That honestly devastated me like nothing else ever has before. I thought that one of the hardest things that I ever went through was when my dad left us, started a different family, and I was wrong. This literally shook my world. It shattered me. It broke my heart into a million pieces. It was the first time in my entire life that I actually questioned God's love towards me. And saying that out loud honestly just feels so, it's hard to say because that was never who I was. I always grew up so confident in God's love towards me. I always grew up knowing that he was with me. I always knew that he loved me. I even considered myself to be one of his favorites. And I would feel that all the time. And when I found out about the infidelity, on top of that, the betrayal of so many people in my life that knew that were involved, it broke me. I lost so much. I lost friendships. I lost my church home. The loss was unbearable for me. And like I said, it was the very first time ever that I did not know if I could trust God anymore. But now looking back, sitting here recording this for you guys, I just feel this sense of peace, just this overwhelming gratitude and this victory over my life that I feel like, wow, I actually made it. And not in the sense of I made it, but I'm still in pain or I made it, but I still can't stop thinking about it. I can't stop the memories. I can't stop the triggers because that was who I was. That was my life after I found out for the next year or so. I lived 24-7 with these constant reminders, this constant pain. I felt like my heart was breaking every single day and I did not know if that was ever going to stop. I did not know if I would ever move on from that pain and I, I'm getting emotional thinking about it and I'm getting emotional sharing that because I don't remember the pain anymore and I'm crying not 
because of sadness. I'm crying because of gratitude. Just this gratitude I have towards God that even in all of my doubt, even in all of my pain, he took me out of that. He was able to rescue me and not just rescue me, but he was able to embrace me, to hold me, to just hug me and love me back to a place of peace and to a place of joy, a place where I just want to be for the rest of my life. And I don't know if you've gone through some hard times I am pretty confident that you probably have. If you're living through this pandemic, you know, if you've lost loved ones, if you are facing challenges in your own relationship, this world has just been so depressing lately. It's it's been so hard. I feel you. I know. I know. I know that there is just pain at every turn sometimes. And when it's like, I just want to move on. I just want to be free from this. I just feel stuck. And I just want you to know that you don't have to be stuck, that there is hope for you, that there is love for you, that there is an embrace for you, that there are hugs waiting for you. There is joy on the other side of the pain. I don't know if you are living in a season of isolation. I know I could not bring myself to be around people. I honestly didn't trust anyone anymore. Um, I had no friends. I didn't want to share with my family because I felt like I was burdening them or I felt like they probably wouldn't understand me. And, you know, the last thing I wanted to feel was more judgment, more humiliation. But, you know, I do believe that words that true, sincere words and our stories are so powerful. I was telling my husband this the other day. I was like, it's so crazy that when I watch a movie, I honestly have no interest in movies. It's so weird. He loves them. And I, on the other hand, will avoid it if I can. I'm like, um, do we have to? But on the other hand, I am a such a huge fan of reality TV. And I don't know if it's because it's real. Even if it may be scripted, I still feel like it's real. And I want I want to see things and I want to hear stories of things that are real. But anytime that we're flipping through a movie, try, uh, through the movies and trying to find something to watch, if the if the caption or, you know, the description will say based on a true story, he looks at me and he's like, hey, it's a true story. You want to watch it? And I'm like, yeah, come on. You already know. It's just there's something about real life and real experiences and real feelings and real emotions that just does something. And I believe that that is so life changing. I have been the type of person that was taught to cover everything up and not by my family, you know, not by, you know, my, my parents, anything like that. I think it was just the environment that I was raised in the church where it was mostly, I don't want to say only about appearances, but I do believe that there was a big, a big emphasis on appearing to be. A certain way appearing to always have it together appearing to have 
you know, money or nice clothes and nice cars and to be able to afford the nicer restaurants and stay in the nicer hotels, you know, during conventions or events. And if you did not have those things, you weren't in the quote unquote in crowd, you know, and I believe that that emphasis on appearance forced us to have to hold in the things that we were going through that were hard, that were real, that were painful, that were embarrassing. So I never really heard of, you know, infidelity in the church or marriages that were struggling in the church, especially from leadership. And honestly, that breaks my heart that there was not exposure to that, to normalize that this is this is what what happens this is life the enemy will attack your marriage the enemy will come for your home for your children and how do you think your children are going to be attacked the primary attack that always works is marriage if your marriage is suffering your children are automatically going to suffer and that is why I always had this burden of, I want to help relationships. I want to share my story. I want to give advice. I want to let them know that they can make it. And I I don't know if that is a reason why God allowed me to go through all of this stuff. Because I think a lot of people will say, well, how are you going to understand me? Or how can you relate to my story? Or why should I listen to you if you've never gone through this? And I'm sure some of you are guilty of that as well. I know I am. I will 1000% take advice from someone who has been through the things that I have been through versus someone who can say, oh, I heard that this and this can work for that. I mean, I think you can give it a try, but if they've never actually experienced it or felt that kind of pain that is specific to my situation, it's really hard for me to take that and run with it. So I have been there, guys. I have been through it. And this isn't going to be a relationship only podcast, but I do want to share my life with you in hopes that through my pain and through my experience that you can say, man, she went through it, but she made it. And if she made it, then I can make it. So I want that I want our time together to leave you feeling empowered to feel like you have more hope than when you came in. And just know that you are so, 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 so loved. I want you to know that God sees you that he hears you. And when you think he's far away, I promise you that he is closer than he's ever been before. I'm looking forward to the next few episodes. And we are going to wrap this one up today. I just want to send you some big hugs, send you lots of love. And if you have a chance, subscribe to my podcast so you can be up to date when I release my next episode. And if you can rate this and let me know what you think, I would love to hear your feedback. I'm new at this. 
I never imagined I would be doing this. So please be nice to me. <laughs> I am sensitive. <laughs> um, but yeah, let me know what you think. And if you have anything that you would like me to talk about, if you have any questions for me, you can go to restoring underscore underscore happiness on Instagram. I will definitely talk to you guys soon. <laughs> Bye.